everyone, this is Kate McGaw, founder and CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and I'm passionate about training leadership agility. And welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And today's topic is facilitation and I think some new certifications. And with us today, we have a guest. We have Anu. So Anu, why don't you introduce yourself? I think people have heard you before, but introduce yourself and then let us know what's going on with facilitation. Hello, uh, my name is Anu Smalley. And as Ryan said, I have been a guest before here on this podcast with our Clyde Agile. Um, I am Kate's partner in crime, if you haven't figured that out by now. I We usually do most of our um, crimes together, whatever they may be. The facilitation class was a very interesting thing. For many years, Scrum Alliance has not had an offering in the facilitation and coaching area. And last year, they did a whole survey of all the trainers and coaches and said, so what would what is missing for you? And many of us said facilitation, coaching, and a bunch of other stuff. Hence, the facilitation class was born. I was lucky to be um, asked to be part of the team that created the class, created the learning objectives. Amazing group of people came together along with the Strom Alliance staff. I think we spent about two, three months maybe, and we came up with a whole set of learning objectives. They were released, beta released in Lisbon last year at the SRUM gathering, officially released soon after. Uh, the class is a two-day class, and it is on par with some of the other facilitation classes that are offered out there. I would actually say it goes a little deeper into pure facilitation and not just focused on how to run a meeting. It talks more about the mindset of the facilitator, the skills of the facilitator techniques, and not just use mural. <laughs> so if, if, we, if I stop you there a minute, Anu, can you define what do, we, what do you mean by facilitation? So the dictionary definition is what I love the best. The, it says facilitation comes from the word facil, to make easier. That's the job of a facilitator, right? Facilitation is to make easier whatever the team is trying to do. So if the team is trying to resolve a conflict, my facilitation of that will be to make it easier for the team to resolve conflict. My job is not to resolve the conflict. My job is to make it easier for them. For me, that's the that just fits in because as a facilitator, if I'm gonna make it easier, I think a key component to that is me being neutral. If I'm not neutral, I am going to be part and parcel of the solution which will then make it harder for the people to do whatever they're doing. So who, who, who's the target audience for the class then? Is it scrum masters? Is it leaders? Is it, who is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, standard, yes. Yeah, the standard yes to all of that. Yes. I think 
I think every person could stand to learn some facilitation skills. Project managers, right? I remember my days as a project manager. I wish I knew how to do half the stuff I'm teaching now. Yeah. I thought my job as a project manager was to go in and be the hammer to everybody's nails. That was my job, wasn't it? If I knew what facilitation meant, I might have done a slightly better job. I think project managers, scrum masters, product owners, leaders, team leads. I think leaders definitely need facilitation skills. Most leaders don't know what it is. I think when you hear people, you know, you often, I hear people saying, I ask, are you prepared for the meeting, the whatever? Oh yeah, I'll wing it. Mm. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you don't. Anybody who says I'm going to wing that meeting needs this class. Yeah. So Ryan, let me check in with you then. So what are some of the challenges that you're facing as a a facilitator? So what are you facing as a facilitator? And then a new, how are you going to solve those problems for people like Ryan in the class? Well, first off, let me say, I I really love how when you just defined it, you're like, no, let's just go back to brass tacks. It's, it's to make easier. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I really love because all of a sudden it's just like, all right, let's strip away all the other stuff and all maybe the touchy feely things. And because you see this in, in, you know, all the time companies put out like, hey, guidelines for meetings come with an agenda. You know, like, is this really the right meeting? Should you have people in the right meetings? And then a lot of people like you're like, I'm just going to wing it. I've got a deck prepared and I'm just going to speak to the deck. And then everybody's eyes roll back in their head. You know, that's not an efficient meeting. So I really do love that that was the consideration like to make easier. What I see, let's just talk about scrum ceremonies or any sort of meeting I'm in, in current environments in a fully remote or hybrid, it's engaging people. That I think is, you know, oftentimes you feel like you're just sort of shouting out into the void and people are not participating. And you really feel like you should be getting human beings. We need that sort of feedback, that back channel to us, like that you you get in a room and I can see you nodding along or looking at your phone or doing something else, you know, maybe you're on your laptop working, but like in the, on a zoom call, which a lot of my meetings, all my meetings really are like, if people have their camera turned off, you know, there's no, there's not that feedback. So it's, Am I facilitating or am I just sort of having this one person meeting or, you know, 20% of the people on the call are really participating. So I think for me, that's, it's about how can I get people engaged? Because then I can, you know, am I doing something wrong that I'm not engaging them or is that a byproduct of the technology? So I'd be interested in your thoughts on that. Yeah, because one of the things that I hear over and over again from from people on particularly on the leadership classes is, well, my we have an environment where people don't turn webcams on. So what what are you what are we covering in class anew that is going to help with um, maybe it's the psychological safety of getting our webcams Mm -hmm. on? We don't want to we don't want to share for some reason or another. And we can't force people to turn them on. That's kind of. And we all understand that. And sometimes, you know, I'm in meetings, I've just, it's six o'clock and I've just woken up and I don't want people to see me, but, you know, you can't force people to turn on their cameras. How do we encourage that? How do we, and I feel like that's part of the facilitation is to get people engaged. So sorry to interrupt there, but it's a super important point. 
I think it's that in class that we focus on this a few ways, right? Uh, Katie, as you said, psychological safety. If you are the facilitator, how do you create a psychologically safe environment in your meeting so people are willing to turn their cameras on, even if my hair looks like it's a bird's nest? Mm -hmm. Which mine does very often. Have you seen my hair? <laughs> you have seen it in the morning. It was out here. Mine's mine's in a ponytail for just that reason right now. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. how do you one? How do you create that psychologically safe space? Two, as a facilitator, what are some tools at your disposal, like working agreements for meetings? How do you create good working agreements? How do you make sure that the working agreements are helping build psychological safety? Right. And, you know, there are other things about how do you engage your students? It's not just video, right? It's role modeling the fact that I am on video. And by that, I am going to show you how much easier it is for me to engage. I'm going to say, hey, Kate, I just saw that you were you had a question. Well, if your video is not on, I ain't seeing anything, am I? Yeah. So how do you role model that behavior that you want others to have. Right? Mm -hmm. I was on a call today with somebody, they invited me to the call. They wanted to pick my brain on something and the entire time the video was off. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, fine. I kept my video on the entire time. <laughs> they commented on my beautiful view, I'm like, Thank you. I know I have a wonderful view. And I didn't say anything because I'm like, it is a choice, right? But I, I could have turned my video off, but I chose not to. I'm hoping the next time we get on a phone call, they'll turn the video on. They'll say, oh, remember last time she had a video on. I should turn it on. So maybe yeah. I should brush my hair or whatever. I don't know. I think there are a lot of tools and techniques that we'll talk in class, including the mindset. We talk about the facilitator's mindset. How do you use that? And I think engagement, as you said, starts with the facilitator's mindset and then begins with not just in the meeting, how do I make sure engagement has been set up before the meeting? Have I invited the right people? Do I have the right tools? Do I have an agenda? Do I have the, the right format of the agenda? Are my people visual? Are my people audio? Are my people, oh, they like seeing slides. What do they like to see? If you have people in your team that dislike slides, oh, slides ain't not gonna help you, right? Mm -hmm. so, so you start that engagement before the meeting. And then what do you do in the meeting? How active listening, making sure all voices are heard. What are some techniques you can use there? And then what do you do after the meeting? Just because the meeting is done, your job isn't done. What are the follow-ups? What are the action items? Why are they important? What are some formats? I think engagement starts before the meeting and goes through and after the meeting. Facilitators sometimes say, oh, I'll be funny in the meeting. Mm -hmm. Well, that may not be very engaging to some, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And I, that, that you brought up a whole bunch of great points. Um, and what I just wanted to sort of call out, I know that sometimes if I have a meeting of like 10 people, 
right? Say my daily mm-hmm. scrum. And three of us have our cameras on. It's easy to kind of just talk to those people that have their cameras yeah. on. Because mm-hmm. the other people, they've sort of made themselves observers and not participants. And I, I think there's that, that un- unconscious like bias. Like I'll, I'll, I will talk to the people yes. that are on camera and not to the people that aren't. And I know, I'll admit this, I can admit this openly, like there have been times where I've gotten frustrated with teams where it's just like, this is not my meeting. This is your ceremony. This is for you guys to engage. Like, I, this isn't my retro, this is your retro. And if only two Definitely. of us talk. Yeah. Have you, you ever tried turning your video off and not talking yourself in your team's retro? What happens? I think we would all stare at each other. I think it would just be silence. You know what? Keep it silent. And then have them do a retro on the retro. See what <laughs> then, then I think it's just turtles all the way down. You know, like then it's just gonna be like, and we'll retro the retro that we retroed. It's just like but then if you do some stuff like that, you are actually going to highlight, enable the conversations about the thing they're unwilling to talk about. Right. Facilitation right. is also about recognizing the fact that my team isn't doing what they should be doing, like turning videos on, participating in retros. Okay, so I'm just gonna sit here and say, so what did you learn from that retro? Not a thing. So how are you gonna improve your scrum processes based on your retro? Oh, did you have any problems this sprint? Yes. Did you solve them in the retro? No, why not? Because I didn't speak up. Oh, why did you not speak up? When you do stuff like that, you're actually going to enable them to call out things that otherwise they're just going to go, going to sit here quietly and pretend I'm not here because nobody wants to listen to me. When people don't turn on videos, when people don't participate, there is a root cause for it. Mm. And five wise. Yeah. I think a good facilitator's job is to go, Hmm, my team doesn't participate in this type of meetings. I wonder why. And go dig. You find a thread, you pull. Just be ready to deal with whatever you find under that under that thread. I have one developer, and she's super smart, super capable, been with the company a long time, just really knowledgeable. But she, you can almost hear her frustration. Like she holds on, she holds on, she holds on. She doesn't say anything. And then when things have gone too far and then she just sort of like snaps and she goes, no, 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 stop everybody. This is what you missed. And it's like, why, you know, if you were just part of the conversation throughout and you, you know, she just waits until she can't sort of take it anymore. And then she sort of lays her cards out and it's just like. uh, So I think for people like that, figure out what will make her engage sooner. Yeah, it's hard. I've been I've been really trying with that with with her for like, a long time. I used, like- yeah, I used to have a developer like that who was a very introverted person who did would not talk. He needed his time, and there were some cultural nuances to it. So when I would go into refinement sessions, at the end of whenever we talked about a backlog item and everybody was done talking, I would say, "All right, five minute break," and this developer would sit there at the table going. Hmm. Hmm. and sit there for five minutes while everybody went on break and just stew and process 
And when everybody came back, they would ask him, any insights? And he would, sometimes he would have the most brilliant insight that everybody went, crap, if we had not given you that time, we would have missed it. I think our job as a facilitator is to make sure all those voices are heard, especially the voices that don't want to speak. Mm. Those are the voices that will make us better. And I think one of the other things that I was creating the workbook for the class last night and the slide I particularly liked was around the return on time invested. So did I get the return on the hour that I spent in that retrospective? Did I get the return on investment to the time I spent in my daily scrum? So that one of the things that we talk about is a quick fist of five. So five or four, I feel as though it was worthwhile, but a three or two or one or a zero, then we've got some work to do around why we didn't feel as though it was um, a good use of my time. I like that about all voices are heard. But so that's yeah. that's at the root of facilitation. And particularly like, so myself as a scrum master, I want to be able to sort of not step away from the ceremonies, but have them be so that the team wants to sort of take ownership of them, lead them. And it's right now I'm trying to bridge this gulf between, you know, a lack of participation to that point where I can say, hey, I'm not going to, I'm going to turn the retro over who wants to run. You know, here's, we've been talking about sprint planning. How can I turn this over so you guys can, you know, make this more effective for you? And it's how am I bridging that gulf? I think that that's, again, like, I, I think the real challenge of the day is how do we do this remotely when people can just sort of hide behind a veil? Um, but I love that about make sure all voices are heard. Yeah. And, and I, I think it, the, the back to the webcams, it, it's, as Anu mentioned, it's the working agreements. It's leading by example mm-hmm. by turning your old webcam on. Mm-hmm. It's making it fun for them. Maybe you have segue questions for, for a monthly team meeting. So it's somebody sort of, I don't know, show us something on your desk that, that tells us something about you or let's create your uh, your background with your favorite cartoon character or your favorite Disney princess or something like that. If we can make it fun and, and, and interactive, I think that's the key because it's, sort of, it, it's more than just so-and-so turning their camera on you can see my messy room in the background it's okay it's part of my segue okay so today my favorite princess is so-and-so or my favorite cartoon character is such and such um and my my background shows that so i think the more you can get people involved the more likely they are to want to to turn webcams on and especially if the, the event is fun i mean anu and i talk over and over again about having fun and I'm not talking about mm. just making jokes in, in the event. I'm talking <laughs> about making it so everyone's engaged. I mean, the remote facilitation we do with the, the remote classes, one of the most common feedbacks is, I can't believe we've been on Zoom for eight hours. It, it's gone so quickly. 
because mm -hmm. there are different activities. We're in and out of breakout rooms. So even when teams are doing things like sprint planning, I always suggest we do some stuff together. We go to breakout rooms to maybe work on how we're going to create a story to decompose it. Then we come back and we share and we go in and out of breakout rooms mm -hmm. so that nobody's getting the chance to just sit there and, and go through their email because they're multitasking. Right, right. Because you really do have that sense of, and I have led those meetings where all of a sudden I'm getting Slack alerts and two of the people in the meeting are having a chat on Slack and solving a problem completely unrelated to the yeah. ceremony we're in. And it's just like, do you, do you not think yeah. I get those alerts? Like, what do you do? <laughs> and and, and it, it's really, it's, yeah. it's a scrum master. It's like really like kind of, yeah. Yeah, really like, hey, wait a minute. I, you know, come on. I'm trying because I, I really want a fun meeting. I want yeah. everybody to be a team, to be friendly, to like, you know, talk about things, to, you know, we really want that. But, yeah. you know, there's always going to be kind of what do we do about those people that are just kind of like a new, you were saying that person in your meeting that you kind of had to take a break and let them sort of mm -hmm. really roll over things and come back or people that just keep their cameras off and just have that distance. It's, you know, I think this is, I love remote work, but then they're just the challenges, it's just so hard. And I would, I do need to become a better facilitator because again, it's not enough to be funny and jokes and yeah. whatever it's, it's. You know what you should do, Ryan, if you want to become a better facilitator, should come attend one of our classes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I have to attend so many classes now because I need the agile leadership. I need you to, know. you know, I like there's there's so many classes clearly in my future. Trust yeah. me. I, I there's a whole bunch I want to take, but I also have to work. You do? Yeah. The the facilitation class to me is one of the most impactful. I know the scrum master and product owner and leadership classes are impactful. But the, the facilitation class, you leave immediately with about 20 things you can do differently. So you're mm. immediately a better facilitator. The Scrum Master mm. class, you may have to practice with your daily Scrum. You may have to practice doing retrospectives once every two weeks. But given so much of the world is virtual now, the facilitation yeah. class, whether it's in person or virtual, has immediate takeaways for people to, to to take back and implement immediately. So as we close out today, Anu, what would you say is your favorite part of the facilitation class? The facilitation class. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you got to narrow it down to narrow it down a little bit. Like, what do you what do you think is the real the thing that will open eyes like? Or, or like, oh, you know, we talk about this particular skill set or this particular sort of activity. Is there so one that I'm, you think is impactful? I think it's a skill set or a technique. I think it's the mindset. It's how you approach facilitation. If you want mm. to be a facilitator, prep, 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 and prep some more, and then prep some more. Hope is not a strategy. Hope will never, winging it will never make you a good facilitator. Mm. That starts with the mindset of what is my job as a facilitator? I think facilitation is the funnest thing. Well, third funnest thing or the second funnest thing after training and coaching. I don't know. I find them all fun. 
I think it's such an amazing opportunity for us facilitators to step in and help people do whatever they're doing and make it easier. Our job is to create the space, hold the space, make sure all voices are heard, make sure it is the collective voice that we are taking and also do the techniques and the tools and the approaches and the agendas and the working agreements. But I think the funnest part of the class is understanding that anything, any of the doing will not work if you don't understand the being. Yeah, perfect. You, that's the thing. I love it. Yeah. Great place to close out. So thank you for that, Anu. And I believe the recently launched katanu.com website has information about upcoming classes. So K-A-T-A-N-U, katanu.com will give you information about the facilitation classes and other. Ryan, any closing thoughts from you? It's it's now, see, I wanted to do the leadership class. Now I want to do this class because it's <laughs> facilitation is so important. No, it yeah. really is. It's it's mm-hmm. it's so important. And I think today more than ever, where we're not in the same room, yeah. anything that we can do to sort of yeah. improve it. And yeah. so so I'm I'm down with it. But I really did love like to create and hold the space, make sure all voices are heard. Mm-hmm. It's a real mindset. And uh, I want to go off and do that. So that's my final thought. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me here. Um, hope to see your listeners on one of our classes. Enjoy facilitation. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.